Part three Custer Battlefield Today of Custer Battlefield by Robert M. Utley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part three Custer Battlefield Today from Battlefield to National Monument. Almost overnight, the site of the Battle of the Little Bighorn became a national shrine and tourist attraction. Its care fell to the Army, which in 1877 built Fort Custer, 15 miles to the north. A year after the battle, Captain Keogh's old Company I of the 7th Cavalry, now reconstituted, returned to comb the battlefield and exhume the bodies of Custer and 11 other officers and two civilians for reinterment elsewhere. In accordance with Custer's wishes, his widow had his remains reburied at the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York. In 1879, Custer Battlefield was designated a national cemetery, and the Fort Custer troopers worked to make it more presentable. On top of Custer Hill, they erected a log memorial. They remounded the scattered graves and marked each with a substantial wooden stake. In 1881, an imposing granite monument bearing the names of all the slain arrived at the Fort Custer landing and soon replaced the log memorial on Custer Hill. At the same time, the remains of the fallen troopers were exhumed from their individual graves and reinterred in a common grave around the base of the monument. In 1890, white marble headstones replaced the wooden stakes, marking the original graves, and thus formed a rough guide to where the soldiers had been killed. As Indian warfare subsided, the Army began to abandon its frontier forts. Custer Battlefield National Cemetery offered a convenient place to move the bodies buried in the various post cemeteries. Gradually, the dead from other Indian battles took their place in the National Cemetery at the foot of Custer Hill. They serve as reminders of the whole sweep of military history on the northern Great Plains. The first battlefield superintendent arrived in 1893. For almost 50 years afterward, a succession of War Department officials cared for the area. Many were retired soldiers, some veterans of the Sioux Campaign of 1876. Their personal knowledge of the battle served them well in dealing with the growing number of visitors. People came, the custodians discovered, not so much to visit the National Cemetery as to see the scene of Custer's last stand. Many were avid relic hunters and curiosity seekers, and often carried off mementos ranging from cartridge cases to human bones, and above all, fragments of the marble headstones. In 1940, stewardship passed from the War Department to the National Park Service of the Department of the Interior. Reflecting the changed emphasis on historic site rather than active cemetery, Custer Battlefield National Cemetery was renamed Custer Battlefield National Monument in 1946. Preserving and interpreting the battlefield now became the principal mission. Interpretation underwent changes, too. Originally established to pay homage to the fallen soldiers and white civilians, the battlefield came gradually to stand for the Indian side of the story as well, and interpretation expanded to fill the void. Today, Custer Battlefield fittingly commemorates not only the westward advance of the American frontier, but also the last phases of the Indian struggle to retain their lands and way of life. 
modern indians some descendants of those who fought custer and others of indian scouts who served custer share with white interpreters the task of explaining the battle of the little bighorn to the hundreds of thousands of visitors who come each year the following guide highlights the principal battlefield features sidebar visitor center the exhibits and interpretive programs here will help you understand the battle and the ground on which it was fought the museum features numerous military and indian artifacts artwork dioramas and audiovisual programs dealing with the sioux war of eighteen seventy six the battle and the lives of soldiers and indians the visitor center is also depository for significant collections of documents and memorabilia including the elizabeth b custer collection of more than five thousand letters and other papers the battle is best understood by beginning the battlefield tour at the reno benteen battlefield four and a half miles from the visitor center wayside exhibits will then be in sequence on the return trip this guide is arranged in the same order consult the map on page ninety five for orientation among the park's indian artifacts are a pair of beaded moccasins that purportedly belonged to sitting bull and a sioux war bonnet the park's seventh cavalry collection includes the uniform coat of sergeant william williams a private in company h at the time of the battle a buckskin jacket owned by lieutenant colonel george a custer lieutenant w w cook's dress helmet one of captain thomas custer's regimental shoulder knots and lieutenant colonel custer's commission sidebar archaeology on the battlefield nineteen eighty four and nineteen eighty five in august nineteen eighty three a prairie fire swept over custer battlefield consuming nearly six hundred acres of the six hundred and forty acre site with the battlefield stripped of vegetation the national park service saw an opportunity to initiate archaeological investigation hoping the barren hills and ravines would reveal some of the battle closely guarded secrets for five weeks in the spring of nineteen eighty four and again in nineteen eighty five a team of archaeologists and volunteers combed the park nearly five thousand artifacts were recovered yielding primarily expended cartridges like those shown at right fired by soldier or brave during the battle and aiding in site identification of indian positions excavations around marble markers placed on the field in eighteen ninety to show where soldiers had been originally interred they were exhumed in eighteen eighty one and placed in a mass grave at the top of custer hill produced a scattering of human bones missed in previous reburial efforts more importantly the excavations substantiated the historical record that the markers are reasonably accurate in approximating where soldiers had been buried readers note the rest of this text has been obscured by an illustration sidebar wolf mountain and crow's nest standing at the monument on the reno benteen battlefield face to the southeast or your left the mountains on the skyline are the wolf mountains or shadish as the crow indians called them they divide the drainages of the rosebud and little bighorn valleys to your left near a low saddle in the northern end of the mountains is a promontory the crows called the crow's nest 
before sunrise on june twenty five eighteen seventy six custer's crow and arakara scouts ranging in advance of the seventh cavalry climbed this lookout from here they sighted the indian encampment in the little bighorn valley fifteen miles distant sidebar reno creek and lone teepee site custer's approach to the little bighorn lay down the narrow valley of a stream then known as sundance or ash creek but later renamed reno creek in honor of major reno the creek rises in the low pass through the northern end of the wolf mountains mentioned above a thread of timber marking the lower part is visible from the reno benteen battlefield along this stretch of the stream at a site never conclusively identified stood the lone teepee left standing when the sioux moved a week earlier this teepee contained the body of a warrior killed at the battle of the rosebud at this point scouts reported in the meat warriors to the front and custer ordered major reno in pursuit sidebar reno's valley fight looking west and slightly to the right from the reno benteen monument one sees the garytown post office at a point on the highway and railroad where a timbered bend of the little bighorn river sweeps almost across the valley immediately to the right or north of this point lay the upper end of the sioux and cheyenne indian village after crossing the river at the mouth of reno creek reno and his command advanced down the valley this far opposed here by several hundred mounted warriors he dismounted his troopers in a thin skirmish line quickly outflanked he withdrew them to the timber on his right this too proved untenable and he led his men in retreat across the open valley in the foreground toward the bluffs where the monument is located sidebar reno retreat crossing repeated assaults on both flanks and rear of reno's retreating column made crossing the little bighorn river difficult and dangerous recalled lieutenant luther r hare the crossing was not covered and no effort was made to hold the indians back if the indians had followed us in force to the hilltop they would have got us all sidebar reno benteen battlefield after retreating from the valley to the bluffs reno and his shattered command took positions in the vicinity of the present reno benteen monument here reno was shortly joined by captain benteen and his battalion and soon afterward by captain mcdougall and the pack train after wiping out custer four miles to the north the sioux and cheyenne warriors laid siege to reno at this site the command about four hundred strong entrenched in a rough circle around the saucer-like depression just south of the monument in this sheltered swale dr porter established the hospital beginning at the monument entrenchment trail provides an interpretive tour of reno's defensive position sidebar sharpshooters ridge from the reno benteen parking area proceed point four mile back along the tour road to your right parallel to the road and two hundred yards distant is a long ridge that took its name from an unusually skilled indian marksman recalled first sergeant john ryan there was a high ridge on the right and one indian in particular i must give credit for being a good shot while we were lying in the line he fired a shot and killed the fourth man on my right soon afterward he fired again and shot the third man his third shot wounded the man on my right who jumped back from the line and down among the rest of the wounded 
i thought my turn was coming next i jumped up with captain french and some half a dozen members of my company and instead of firing straight to the front as we had been doing we wheeled to our right and put in a deadly volley and i think we put an end to that indian as there were no more men killed at that particular spot sidebar weir point a drive of one point two miles on the road back toward custer battlefield leads to a high peak through which the road has been cut named for captain thomas b weir this marks the limit of advance by elements of major reno's command in the effort to open communications with custer a brisk skirmish occurred here with hundreds of warriors returning from the custer battlefield and reno's men were ordered to withdraw to the bluff top positions where the monument now stands sidebar indian village approaching weir point and descending its north face the tour road affords good views of the little bighorn valley to the west this was the site of the indian village custer first glimpsed it from the bluffs near where reno and benteen later fought approximately three miles long the village covered much of the valley west of the river from present gary owen post office to a point almost opposite battle ridge sidebar medicine tail coulee from weir point the tour road drops one point six miles to the crossing of medicine tail coulee to the west about three hundred yards the coulee empties into the little bighorn river descending medicine tail coulee part of custer's command encountered indians at its mouth and after an exchange of fire and possibly some casualties retreated to the north and east to battle ridge sidebar nigh cartwright ridge named for two students of the battle who discovered firing positions marked by expended cartridge cases nigh cartwright ridge lies one half mile east of the marker denoting where sergeant james butler was found the ridge forms part of the divide between medicine tail and deep coulees a battalion of custer's force fought dismounted defensive actions on this ridge before moving on to battle ridge how the troopers got here is one of the battle's imponderables some believe they may have become separated from the rest of the command as a result of indian gunfire in medicine tail coulee others think that men were deployed to keep warriors from enveloping custer's right flank still others maintain that the soldiers were posted on the ridge to protect the expected approach of the pack train as it emerged into medicine tail coulee sidebar markers from medicine tail coulee the tour rises one point one miles to the south entrance to the custer battlefield from here to the monument at the north end of battle ridge the road affords a view of the terrain over which custer's command fought with sioux and cheyenne warriors in the final death struggle white marble markers may be seen in seemingly random patterns on both sides of the road although some are known to be misplaced most of them mark the locations where the bodies of slain troopers were buried immediately after the battle since the dead soldiers were buried at or very near where they fell these markers sketch in rough outline the progress of the fighting all the remains were later reinterred in a common grave at the monument so these markers do not now identify graves no markers show where indians fell the bodies of dead warriors were removed from the field and later placed in teepees or caves sidebar calhoun hill 
from the south entrance the route lies between markers on both sides of the roadway the markers probably indicate where men of company c fell the road continues to a loop around the perimeter of calhoun hill here the two parts of custer's command that had fought at the mouth of medicine tail and on nye cartwright ridge probably reunited and began the movement along the top of battle ridge to the north in the final action lieutenant james calhoun's company l fought and died at this position sidebar battle ridge the tour road follows the crest of battle ridge between calhoun hill and the monument on custer hill fighting northward along this ridge custer's command came finally to its last stand near the present monument sidebar company i position the markers scattered along the east slope of battle ridge between calhoun hill and custer hill represent the destruction of captain miles w keogh's company i keogh's body was found amid a cluster of his own men and a few from company c a charge up this drainage from the north led by crazy horse is usually credited with destroying keogh's command sidebar deep ravine west of battle ridge toward the river deep ravine was the scene of heavy fighting no headstones today represent this action but ample evidence testifies to it as sergeant Daniel knipe recalled i went along the line of dead bodies toward the river and riding along the edge of the deep gully about two thousand feet from where the monument now stands i counted twenty-eight bodies in the gulch how these men came to be killed here and why no markers were placed here remain mysteries archaeological excavations in nineteen eighty four failed to solve the riddle sidebar custer hill the remnants of custer's command gathered on the western slope of battle ridge at its northern end just below the present monument they shot their horses for breastworks and fought the last stand of history and legend after the battle lieutenant edward s godfrey one of reno's officers counted forty-two men here behind a barricade of thirty-nine dead horses one of the bodies was custer's at what stage of the fighting he fell is not known some indian accounts tell of a soldier in buckskin fitting custer's description being shot at the ford at the mouth of medicine tail coulee whatever happened custer's body was identified in the last stand group just below the crest of the ridge next to him lay his brother tom mutilated almost beyond recognition in contrast colonel custer's remains escaped mutilation prompting speculation that he had been spared out of respect most indian accounts however indicate that the warriors recognized no particular person among the soldiers as the oglala low dog remarked everything was in confusion all the time of the battle i did not see general custer i do not know who killed him we did not know till the fight was over that he was the white chief among the headstones in this group are those of george tom and boston custer as well as other officers on top of the hill stands the monument erected in eighteen eighty one bearing the names of all officers and soldiers killed in the battle the remains of the slain troopers lay in a common grave around its base sidebar national cemetery nearly five thousand soldiers and their dependents are buried in custer battlefield national cemetery 
originally established to commemorate the dead of the battle it was later expanded to receive veterans of all wars and their dependents interments include soldiers from the indian wars the spanish-american war world wars one and two the korean war and the vietnam war major reno moved from elsewhere in 1967 and lieutenant john j crittenden who fell on calhoun hill are also buried here the cemetery has been officially closed to burials since 1977 End sidebars End part three End of Custer Battlefield, A History and Guide to the Battle of the Little Bighorn by Robert M. Utley.